0: On this episode of This is Game Boy Light, we get blessed. All right, hello everyone, I am Think Gaming and today we are going to be talking about our Lord and Savior, that is Wisdom Tree. Um, but before we dive into that too terribly much, I'll give you a small update of what I've been up to. Uh, I took a bit of a small break from retro gaming. Um, mainly because of side projects that we had going on. Uh, the Game Boy Database thing pretty burnt me out. Scanning everything really burnt me out. Um, I kind of just want to get away from retro stuff for the time being um with that said for retro i did set up a virtual boy with a camcorder uh we'll be diving into what is now called virtual boy reality experience or virtual boy reality for short uh that's probably gonna start sometime after sgdq uh what else i've been up to assassin's creed chronicles i've beat all three of those games Uh, those were like the psp handheld versions uh they weren't bad they were okay uh, China was really fun. Russia was really hard. Um, I've been playing Dragon Marked for Death on the Switch with Mister True Shade, um, who him and I have known each other since I've got into Kirby speedrunning, and the the other half of me, and Mo, um, we played a little bit uh, this past weekend together. So, all in all, trying. No, it's been fun. Uh, Aside from that, trying not to die via allergies. Um, Been a pretty rough spring so far, so thanks for that, Mother Nature. Uh, As I mentioned, uh, we are going to be talking about a pretty interesting game developer um, called Wisdom Tree, formerly known as Color Dreams. Uh, And when I come back, we will focus on the five Game Boy games and a little bit of a history of... Wisdom Tree as well. So stay tuned for that. Alright, I hope you all enjoyed the angels whispering into your ear there. So let's dive right in here. So Wisdom Tree was formerly known as Color Dreams, as I mentioned before. Color Dreams operated from 1988 to 1991. Color Dreams was one of the largest producers of unlicensed NES games. Um... But Nintendo knew about this, found out about this, and made it very difficult for Color Dreams to sell their product in retail stores. Basically what happened was is that Nintendo was just like, hey, if you sell these unlicensed Color Dream games, we're not going to give you games to sell that are actual licensed. Which means retail stores would lose on some major money at that point because games you know, were 50 bucks a pop at that time right so no surprise there nintendo trying to protect assets uh nintendo trying to make sure that um everything is in their control so to speak but you've probably heard of some of these color dream games like menace beach baby boomer crystal mines master Chu, the drunkard who and honestly, the list goes on. There's Crystal's Mine. There's Crystal Mines too. There's so many Color Dream games out there. Um, you've probably heard of Sunday Fun Day, which was developed and published by Wisdom Tree then, but is literally a reskin of Menace Beach. So definitely a lot of old, you know, recycled content going on there. Um, so in 1990, Color Dreams decided to embark on a blessed journey. And produced games with a biblical theme. Um, the marketing team saw an opportunity where they could create revenue. Mostly through Christian bookstores. So since Nintendo was really like holding the wall, you know, holding the line. Like, hey, you can't sell, you know, you're not going to be able to sell in these retail stores. Like, you're not going to see them in Walmart, Kmart, EB Games, whatever you know, hot video game retailer was out there at the time, Sears. Um, so, Color Dreams was like, okay, fine. Nintendo isn't selling video games in the Christian market because there's no way in hell that a Christian bookstore is going to sell the Terminator (laughs) on their, on their shelves. Um, so, Color Dreams decided to rename themselves to Wisdom Tree and, and developed video games or reskin some of their previous games to a biblical theme and go into the Christian market where Nintendo just really couldn't contend to at all so what Wisdom Tree did is that they made this huge like three foot display for Bible adventures and gave it to Christian bookstores and they had, they also sent VHS's with Bible Adventure gameplay as well. And this is how Wisdom Tree would continue to basically stay in business throughout the 90s. Um, <laughs> impressive, honestly. It's actually pretty clever. Uh, Nintendo never sought legal action against Wisdom Tree, probably because of public relations fear in that. Uh, it would get backlash from religious groups or and or parents. Um, so N- N- Nintendo played a pretty smart even though Nintendo wasn't very happy with what was going on. Um, but very clever move on the side of Color Dreams, um, Color Dreams slash Wisdom Tree, uh, understanding that there's a niche market that Nintendo just can't get into, and they want to keep doing the thing that they like doing. So there we go um they were basically doing god's work and the greatest thing about wisdom tree now is that they are still around <laughs> wisdom tree is still around today they may not be made they may not be making new video games however you can still buy their old video games um they basically re-released all of their NES and SNES games on their website. And their website is pretty sketch. I don't recommend going to it at all. But the games are also released on Steam. That is right. You can go on to Steam on your PC and buy the Wisdom Tree Collection. Whew. If that isn't a blessed statement, I don't know what is. <laughs> so when I come back, uh, we're going to descend into the madness that is the 5 Wisdom Tree Game Boy games. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. I hope those trumpets weren't too loud. We had to make sure the angels above could hear us. So, before we dive into the actual gameplay, I want to talk about the cartridge of these Game Boy games. I guess games, yeah. Okay. Uh, They are an all-black cartridge. So, if you've ever seen the NES version with the exception of Bible Adventures, um, the re-release of Bible Adventures is black, but their OG is baby blue. Um, it's an all-black cartridge. Something unique about these Game Boy cartridges, though, is that, like, oh, I've seen all black Game Boy cartridges. Not quite like this. These Game Boy cartridges are very roughly textured, and the pins are completely exposed. So if you don't know what a Game Boy circuit board looks like, the back of the circuit board, there's no exposed pins at all, it's just a p pe- it's just plastic over the pins. And at the front of the circuit board are the pins, which is how it makes the connection to your Game Boy so you can play the game. Those front pin connectors are completely exposed to whatever dangers may lay, you know, in your in your home or the environment around you. Um, leading to a lot of just really, really dirty pins. I'm always, always cleaning those pins when I need to play the games. Um, along with that, the front face, the label, is just like a, a piece of like laminated paper with cement glue holding it on. It is the best quality I have ever seen in my life when it comes to Game Boy. Um, but something really unique as well is the front face isn't just flat. It is It starts off kind of high, and then it slopes down to almost the same width as the circuit board. It's a very interesting shape. Uh, it actually makes it quite difficult to get it in and out of a Game Boy or a Super Game Boy 2. Um, so, with that said, let's dive into the magic that is Wisdom Tree video games. We'll start off, we'll, we will be going in release order just so you guys can just feel. The Majesty coming into you. So we're gonna start with Exodus, which came out in nineteen ninety-one. And we are just diving right into Yeah. Um, but this game just isn't just called Exodus. It is called Exodus Journey to the Promised Land, which can only mean one thing. This game we're playing as Moses. That is right. Good job. Winner to the front row. Um, if you've never played Exodus, I would recommend just, going, just go play Boulder Dash. It is pretty much the exact same game. Um, in Exodus, you control Moses and you must collect five question marks and have enough mana to finish the stage. Uh, as you traverse through this, these stages, and these are puzzle stages, mind you. Like, this is a big puzzle game. Um, you have to defend yourself against Egyptian magicians and just soldiers by shooting Ws at them. And what the Ws stand for is the Word of God. So as you approach a magician or approach a soldier, you are just shooting them with the Word of God and destroying them, basically. Um... But before you can move on to the next stage, you have to answer the those 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 question marks you just picked up are are Bible questions. So as you finish the stage, in order to progress, you need to answer those Bible questions correctly. And the questions I for me they, they they're they're not hard. Um, I I did have some Bible study in my early my fairly early life, so they're pretty remedial questions. Like they're 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 meant for children and teenagers. Um, if you have any knowledge of religion at all, it honestly shouldn't be too terribly hard. But uh, yeah, and if you get them wrong, you get to do the entire stage over again. It's a really good time, really well programmed, and uh, oh, did I mention that this game is 100 levels long? <laughs> That's right. You didn't think that Wisdom Tree would just skimp on content, would you? No, no. If we're gonna play, if we're gonna play as Moses, we're gonna play as Moses. Hundred levels, dispersing the word of God, collecting the question marks, answering the questions, getting down. Uh, the cover for this game is actually pretty intense compared to the actual gameplay. Uh, the cover is Moses on a cliff edge with with uh, staff in hand firing a fireball into a side of a mountain with wind flowing through his hair and robe. Like it is, if I were to see that cover in a store, I'd be like, I want that game because I can probably shoot fireballs. And then when I were to play that game, I would be exceptionally disappointed <laughs> Um, it, uh, the, the cover is very, very not what the game is. So, uh, that is Exodus in a nutshell. Moving forward now, we go into yet another puzzle game called Joshua, which came out in 1992. And this game is somehow worse than Exodus, somehow worse than Exodus um, the game of the uh, the official name of the game is Joshua and the Battle of Jericho, which I I'll probably butcher the story, but if I remember correctly, um, Joshua is trying to lead the Israelis into Jericho, out of Jericho, something like uh something along the lines of, I'm yeah, like I guess I'd probably butcher the story, but I know there's something with something along the lines of that, um. But nothing screams battle like a very slow-paced puzzler that has, wait for it, 120 levels. (laughs) Oh, and you thought 100 wasn't enough. 120 levels with Joshua. And what makes the 120 levels so sweet to the soul is that there is no music in this game. You play all 120 levels in complete silence, only listening to the bleeps and the bloops of whenever you collect an item. It is magical. Um, So, the goal of this game, I believe, (laughs) is to collect all of these items that look like faces Um, that's I can't really describe anything else. Like these are like blue rectangles that have like a face on them. And uh you just collect them. They're hidden throughout the stages, whether it be behind under a rock or in a vase or somewhere in a stage, you have to collect them all. And along with that you have to collect a certain amount of money to progress to the stage as well too. So not only do you have to collect All of the faces, you have to collect enough money to progress to the stage as well. Um, Upon completing the stage, you are uh, presented with, you guessed it, some Bible questions. Again, um, nothing would make a Bible game a Bible game without some Bible questions. Again, these questions are not too terribly hard uh, it's a lot of Old Testament, like, so Exodus and Joshua are Old Testaments, for those of you that don't know Bible all too well. Um, so, just make sure you know s- at least some Old Testament uh, stories if you do plan to play Joshua. Um, as for hurdles in this game... The game is actually not... It, it's The controls are pretty fluid. Um, however, Joshua shoots music notes out of his hand. So I'm assuming all the music... He just absorbed all the music into his hand and just shoots it out of his hand to kill enemies. Um, you are presented with, I believe, their soldiers uh, whom, if they touch you, you die and you start the entire level over again. You also have to worry about environmental damage as well so as you collect items if that item is up against a rock that and you decide to go down that rock will shift and start falling down if it falls on top of you it kills you you get to start to level over again Uh, there's a lot of environmental dangers to be aware of in joshua along with that your sanity will probably kill you as well too because It is one of the most boring games I have ever played in my life. Um, (laughs) The lack of music. The super, super generic sound effects when collecting items. The sprites themselves are just not aesthetically appealing at all. Uh, Just everything about the game just is not good. Um, So... My advice, if you wanted to play Joshua, grab a second Game Boy and dive into uh, putting the NIV or King James Bible into there to be able to search for words. And we'll get into those in a minute. Um, The cover for this is actually pretty awful. For the Game Boy version, it is basically just a poorly drawn comic that I could probably do with my eyes closed. Um, it's nothing spectacular by any means. The colors are super washed out and blended together. Uh, just nothing looks good at all. Like, it, it's, it's just bad. Uh, I did scan a manual for this game, and there's some pretty comical comic figures in the, in the manual as well, too. But, again, you can tell that this was a pretty low-effort project from Wisdom Tree just to probably get out a few bucks. However, their next adventure would probably bring him probably bring them the most money they would see in that is spiritual warfare which came out in 1992 as well this is the closest thing that resembles a game when it comes to wisdom tree game boy uh, it definitely did not knock off anything from Legend of Zelda by any means um, the main character you play its name is Christian fitting. Um uh you play as Christian who travels the world com- and you have to convert to non-believers. Interesting. And you find new weapons to push forward and fight Satan's demons and at the end of the game you will actually fight Satan himself. Um as you traverse the land you're going to come across the master s- the sword of spirit and some bomb vial of God's wrath um, to, in order to dispense the uh, holy justice upon, upon the demons and Satan. Uh, basically the game is a really bad version of Zelda. Uh, I'm talking, I'm talking Zelda one, the OG original Zelda. Um, it is top down overworld view. Um, All the item sprites resemble everything that there is in Zelda 1. Uh, They did change the human sprites a bit to, you know, justify the change I guess you can say. The controls are actually somehow worse than they are in the OG Zelda. You get caught on edges a lot in uh, Spiritual Warfare. You can you get clipped into walls pretty easily as well too. Um, just overall, the game it just isn't super super enjoyable. Um, honestly, you're better off just playing Legend of Zelda, uh, and you're just like you know, okay, sure, it's a worse version of Legend of Zelda. I've played some pretty bad games. How bad can this game be? Well, the music is a continuous loop of what a friend we have in Jesus if you don't know what that song is we'll let you listen to it for a quick five to ten seconds here Also on the cover, uh, the, the the Christian isn't wearing pants. He has like this silver suit of armor, but the armor stops at his crotch, and he's pantless. He honestly looks like a giant crusader from like the Roman times without pants. Um, it's kind of a weird cover, and uh, oh. If you haven't guessed it yet, there are Bible questions in this game as well, too. Um, that's that's right. <laughs> there are Bible questions in this game as well, too. One fun part about this is that when you convert a non-believer, they turn into a dove. And you collect the dove. And I believe the dove is your currency that you spend. So the more people you can convert, the, the more converting currency you have to buy the holy justice dispensing weapons in uh, the game <clears throat> so we move on to King James Bible now this King James Bible came out in 1994 and it's I don't it's it's a, it has games, I guess. So it's a Game Boy cartridge that is version one of King James's Bible. Um, published in nineteen eighty four and it's it's exactly what you think it is. It's a Bible on a Game Boy cartridge, now on your Game Boy. So basically the Game Boy is your first ever e reader. So we basically have the, game, the the Nintendo Game Boy Kindle, so to speak. Um, and the card is very basic. There are two options that you choose from. Well, te- technically three, but one of them is instructions, and you don't need instructions to read the Bible. Um, so you have two options. And you're just like, what two options? Why the, why the heck are there two options? Well, one of the options is to read the Bible, and the other option is to play word games. And you're thinking to yourself, word games... Great, you know, like what can you do with this? So, the two games that you have to play is a version of Hangman. So, what you do is that you know it spits out you know however many area how many letters the game or the word is going to be. You have three sheep, uh, fenced in. If you and you have to try and guess the word. If you miss, if you miss the first letter. The sheep completely freeze. If you miss a second letter, one of the sheep jumps over the fence. If you miss another letter, another sheep jumps over the fence. And if you miss another letter, the third sheep jumps over the fence and you lose. Uh, the shepherd let all of his, or let all the sheep get away. Then it completes the word, tells you what the word is. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's the Christian version of hangman, so to speak. Um... And if you have a sheep out of the pen and you get a letter correct, the sheep will jump back into the fenced area. Um, And there is no difficulty curve to this at all. You can have one word that is exceptionally easy, and the next word you get is exceptionally hard. There is no easy mode, hard mode. It's whatever the game decides to throw at you It's going to throw at you. Um... Over, all in all, it's not bad. It's 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 hangman. If you enjoy hangman, you'll enjoy sheep hangman, basically. The next one is word match. Now, word match is quite deceiving. Um, it says that it's only 64 levels long, which is already a weird number to have 64, but you know, you're in your head, you're just like, oh 64 levels of word matching, it can't be all that bad, right? <laughs> Well, when I say deceiving, I mean deceiving. It's sixty four levels, but inside of each level is like five sub stages to each level. So you're not only playing sixty four stages; you're playing sixty four. You know, you're you're playing sixty four stages with five sub stages in each one. It is a glorious of a time. Let me tell you what. And again, it's not awful at least to start um you it's it's a basic word match you match up the two words together on the left hand side and the right hand side and call it you know call it a day now when you hit about the halfway point the words start to disappear so they show up briefly on the screen and then they disappear so you have to try and use your memory to understand where the words are once you hit the later levels, like the end game levels, the words flash and flicker non stop. It's very much an epileptic uh, uh, seizure, like warning right there. Like the, it's a lot of flashing, a lot of quick flashing. Uh, and it, it gets to the point where it gave me such a bad headache that instead of actually trying to play the game as it was intended I just I just started mashing buttons until I was done uh there is no penalty in getting a word wrong you basically just mash through until everything is matched up and you progress to the next stage once you have completed all 64 stages There are no credits, there's no thank you, there's no nothing. It just sends you back to the title screen to choose between word games and the Bible again. So let's dive into the Bible side of things here. Um, The Bible option is what it is. It's the Bible. Uh, You can choose what book, what chapter, what verse you want to read. Um, It does have a feature of a simple and a complex word search. So it was only natural that I would search the word "ass" to see how many asses there were in the Bible. Um, but that's thats King James Bible in a nutshell. Really, not much to it. It is just a—you say a portable Bible. All Bibles are portable. It's a book. It's a e-reader version of a Bible. Probably the one—the first one. The next one we have is NIV. NIV Bible came out in 1996. We have traversed through the 90s with these Wisdom Tree games. um, And we've made it. This is the fifth and final Wisdom Tree game to be released for the Game Boy. And... It's another Bible reader. Um, NIV is very similar to King James Bible uh, in that it has two options a word game option and a Bible option. So, we'll go into the Bible option first here. So, just like King James Bible, you can choose the chapter, the book, the chapter, and the verse. And you can do a simple and complex word search. So again, I searched the word ass. Um, The next option is your word games again. So again, you have Sheep Hangman. It is the exact same game as it was in King James Bible. Probably the exact same words. Um, It is literally a one-to-one, the same game. Uh, And then we also have a word matching game, which again has... 64 stages plus you know all the and the five sub stages in each of the 64 stages um now i never dove into the words or the the word match sorry the word match game of niv too much because i know what lied ahead uh it seemed like it played 100 percent the same as king james bible where everything appears to be normal for the first few stages, then they disappear, then they start to flicker, then it causes a seizure, and then you just don't want to live anymore because of it. Um, But there's a third option to NIV Bible. NIV Bible isn't just called NIV Bible. No. 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 It is called NIV Bible, and the twenty lost levels of Joshua. Why does Joshua need twenty more levels? If you don't remember already from a little bit ago, Joshua was a, is a hundred and twenty levels long. Hundred and twenty. Non-music level long. NIV has introduced 20 more levels to Joshua. Apparently Joshua didn't finish the mission back when he was battling in Jericho. And we had to finish it, you know, four years later. Um... And it's nothing special. It is literally just 20 more levels of Joshua. It still has no music. It still has the same crappy sound effects and the same crappy sprites as before. Literally nothing special at all. Um, Oh, I guess we should talk about some of the the, the other two covers. Uh, Spiritual Warfare cover, as I mentioned, looks like Crusader Without Pants. King James Bible is... It, it someone took a picture of an open Bible and wrote, and wrote, uh, King James Bible over the over the front of it. That's honestly all it is. And NIV was even more lazy. It was just a white label that says NIV Bible, and the twenty lost stages of Joshua, and I think it has a picture of Joshua or someone in the bottom corner. I think. If i remember correctly um very very lazy job uh it went from pretty high production value of the cover art to just complete laziness in five years uh so yeah i'm come back i'm gonna give you all my first-hand experience with these games yeah i own them and i play them so definitely stay tuned Just like that, everyone, the angelic whispers are starting to fade away, so my experiences with these games, so the first Game Boy Wisdom Tree I ever played was King James Bible. Uh, I played it for Game Boy Adventure um, back in 2016, I think it was. Uh, It was one of my first games for Game Boy Adventure. Uh, There'll be a link down in the description below. Uh, I tried to play the game on emulator. And you can't emulate the Wisdom Tree games. There is something with the ROM. I don't know if it's like mappers or what. But none of the Game Boy emulators will actually emulate uh, the Wisdom Tree games. At least not properly. So I'm like, well that didn't work so i I found a cart for fairly cheap cleaned it up and got it and tossed it in and got it working and uh the first thing I obviously did was went into the Bible read option and searched the word ass and uh there were there are a lot of asses in the Bi- in the Bible by the way uh for those of you that don't know ass is donkey um basically so or a really dumb person so obviously as the first thing i'm going to do the king james bible but afterwards i uh i went and played a hangman sheep game and word match on the emulator you could get the hangman sheep game to work but it would never properly spit out a word it would always be a bunch of symbols which you'll see in the video if you watch Uh, and the word match just straight up didn't work at all so that's why i needed to get things rolling and figure out a way to excuse me make this work um yeah i don't know the sheep hangman game like i said it's really basic super random uh you could have a super easy word and then have an impossible word right away and like i mentioned earlier too The word matching is fine up until you get to like the last like 10 stages. Then it's just a headache inducing flickering that you just want to end. Um, Going into Spiritual Warfare, I've only played a bit of Spiritual Warfare on Game Boy. Um, Most of my Spiritual Warfare playing is on the NES and yeah... I own all the Wisdom Tree games on NES as well. I even, I think I own most of them on Genesis too. (laughs) So, yeah. There's something wrong with me. (laughs) Um, But the two are very comparable. Uh, It's pretty much a one-to-one port of one another. Uh, The only difference is one has color, one doesn't basically. Uh, It is a worse version of Zelda 1. Uh, where the item sprites are a exact rip-off of Zelda 1 uh, item sprites. So the uh, Wrath of God's Might is literally a bomb. The uh, Sword of Spirit is the Master Sword. Uh, the Strength Bracers are... Uh, I forgot what they're called in Spiritual Warfare. But they're called something... Relating to the bible that lets you move rocks around and whatnot. Uh, it's Honestly, it's not that bad of a game. It's it, It's very playable um, the Interactable sprites and the controls are worse than that of Zelda 1 like it's easy to clip into walls and the sprites are just not that Pleasant to look at um, but it's not an awful game it's it's very playable and it it can be um it can be fine to play with if you just turn the music off um just put your own music on but honestly i would just rather play zelda 1 at that point like if i'm gonna play spiritual warfare i'm just gonna play zelda 1 it's a much more polished and better game than spiritual warfare Exodus is the same boat as Spiritual Warfare. I've only played a little bit of the Game Boy version. Um, Not because I don't want to or anything, but more so I just really haven't had a need to play the Game Boy version yet. Um, Legs chose Spiritual Warfare for Game Boy Adventure, which I need to play through. Spiritual Warfare is actually not a quick game. It's actually a pretty long game as well too, because it's You know, open world adventure game. Um, But Exodus, uh, like the NES version, the Game Boy version is just like it. It's another one-to-one port. Uh, I don't know if the puzzles are the exact same, but the gameplay is the exact same. Um, Traverse through, get your question marks, get your mana. Find the exit, get out. Um, Really nothing. Nothing too exciting. Uh, Those types of games I I can play for a little bit but I get so bored with those types of puzzle games. It's the same thing stage in and stage out. It's just collect this, go to the end. Collect this, go to the end. It's just really boring so I I get bored really fast with those types of games. (laughs) Joshua however (laughs) Joshua I wish I could say that I had never played Um, More than an hour of. um, On both NES and Game Boy. But Joshua was the first Wisdom Tree game that I ever owned. For Game Boy and NES. um, Destiny. I've played it to level 40. And after 40 stages. I legit still had no idea. What the point of the game was. Um, I just played it. And played it and played it. And I'm just like. I don't know. How I'm winning. Or anything of this sort at all. So. It's. uh, It's an experience. The game is exceptionally boring though. Like I said. The game doesn't have any music. Um, It has really generic. Uh, sound effects. And the game can be actually super unfair. Because of environmental damage. And because it's so boring. Like, you're, you're prone to just dying. Because out of just pure boredom. So, in NIV, um, the last of the five. It, this was the last of the five that I got. Um, it, it's... It is stupidly expensive. How uh, NIV is? It typically goes for two or th- two to three hundred dollars. Um, I didn't poke around too much in my copy of NIV. Uh, again, I popped it in, went into a Word Search in the Bible, searched ass, and that was really about all I did. <laughs> um, but now that I've mentioned the price of NIV, the Wisdom Tree games do come at a Fairly hefty price tag uh, The only exception is Joshua Joshua is dirt cheap um, I don't know why It's dirt cheap. It's dirt cheap across all three platforms Genesis NES and Gameboy. I can't tell you why it's dirt cheap But I, I I picked up my copy of Joshua with manual for $5. So There's that but I got all five in a lot um, two or three years ago, I got all five and a lot for about two hundred bucks, which may sound like a lot for five Game Boy games, but keep in mind that King James Bible, uh, the price fluctuates anywhere between fifty dollars to two hundred dollars depending on the market. NIV is anywhere between two to three hundred dollars. Spiritual Warfare is around fifty dollars. Uh, Exodus is around thirty. Uh, Joshua is dirt cheap. I think now it's at around ten or fifteen. So, um, it was definitely worth it at the time, and I had duplicates at that point too. Like, I mainly bought the lot for NIV and Spiritual Warfare, so I had three dupes. I I flipped and made all my money back pretty quick. So. Um that's the honestly the fun part about collecting games is getting to the dupes and then flipping them if you can. Um So yeah, like I said, like they come with a fairly hefty price tag. Uh there's definitely ex- more expensive Game Boy games out there. And definitely rare and exp- more expensive unlicensed games in general out there. Like I'm talking about, like Cheetah Men and stuff like that. So uh yeah. With that, let's dive into some viewer questions. You you all were actually oddly excited for this episode, and I, I don't know why. <laughs> um, so we'll start with uh, Mo. So the other half of the podcast decided to chime in and ask, he uh, more so stated, I was going to ask where did the name Wisdom Tree come from, and halfway through coming up with the question, I wanted to slap myself. Yeah, it's fair. Um, <laughs> I couldn't tell you where Wisdom Tree, the name Wisdom Tree itself, came from. I'm going to assume that Color Dreams just kind of pulled it out of the air. It was like, hey, Wisdom, Tree of Life. Yeah, Wisdom Tree, cool. Um, I, I don't know. You know, just spitballing reasons out there at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's how that's how Wisdom Tree became to be. Like they were once Color Dreams. If they wanted to stay in business and keep selling Nintendo games, they basically had to change their name. So they changed it to Wisdom Tree, converted to Bible games. Here we are. Legs, sprinting. Our producer, sprinting legs. Why is it that Sachin, the unlicensed Game Boy games from Asia, and Wisdom Tree seem to be the only two? Bootleg Game Boy devs. I want to call them bootleg. They're, they're unlicensed. Um. um I would say unlike, I would, I would change bootleg to unlicensed simply because these aren't really bootlegs per se. They are games created by publishers that Nintendo didn't deem uh, worthy enough for the Nintendo seal of approval licensing. However, ignored it and decided to keep selling their video games. Uh, the bootleggers just never tried because they knew that Nintendo would get mad. Nintendo would sue them, and they wouldn't make any money. So, and the bootlegs were generally cheaper. Uh, and the other question was from legs: like, is just no, just no one else had the know-how to get around Nintendo. So, I don't think it was so much th- the. Getting the workaround with Nintendo, it was probably more so the effort and the money that had to be put into Game Boy development just wasn't worth it. So, if you remember earlier in the episode, I mentioned how Nintendo basically put up this big wall uh, for retailers that said, Hey, if you carry these unlicensed games, we are not going to give you official, or, you know, officially licensed Nintendo games to sell anymore, which means your business is going to lose money because video games is a big thing right now. Um, so obviously that scared retailers, and retailers was pushing away unlicensed games, or if they were still taking them, it was a little bit under the table, um, just so they can keep making that profit off of the games that they were getting from Nintendo or whomever Nintendo was using as publishers at that time, which meant that they would have to find different avenues to sell said product like color dreams, changed their name to wisdom tree, went into a Bible niche and sold their stuff through Christian outlets. So Christian bookstores, whatever else. Um, I, I don't know a ton about Sasha, but, um, Sasha is the Asian, Asian unlicensed uh, strain of Game Boy games, and I, I don't know what that market looked like. I don't know if Nintendo did something similar in that area where Sasha was only being sold at certain places because some of those Sasha games are exceptionally, exceptionally hard to find, um, to the point where like you just can't find anything about them on the internet anymore, or at all because like they're just impossible to find. Um, they are interesting games though hopefully that answers your question like there's not a ton of information on the internet about about that at all either. it's just a understand that Nintendo was very hard into keeping their official licenses at the focal point of making money and with unlicensed and with unlicensed games being sold at retailers Nintendo wasn't getting any of that money from the unlicensed sales. So that was lost profit for Nintendo. That was back when Nintendo cared about money. Uh, I'm going to butcher your name. Then I apologize. But uh, San Dimas. Will play Wisdom Tree games as an atheist Brick my Game Boy. Um, My my Game Boy and my Super Game Boy 2 and my Game Boy Player and my Super Game Boy 1 all still work. uh, After playing the Bible games. Although the projectiles from Spiritual Warfare do come out of the screen at you, so do be careful. Christian will try to convert you. Um. (laughs) Uh, No, in all fairness, if you do want to play these games, just be known that you can't emulate them. Uh, However, you can't buy them on Steam now, so have fun with that. (laughs) Uh, The NES cards are actually pretty cheap as well, too. I bought uh, Bible Adventures for five dollars, Joshua for five dollars, Spiritual Warfare for fifteen, Exodus for ten. So, um, like they're pretty cheap NES games. At least they used to be. I don't know if the, the market has spiked up in them or not. So, uh, if you don't want to play any play on NES, they're pretty cheap to get. Genesis is really hit or miss for that market though. I have Joshua on Genesis and it cost me like 10 bucks, but the others I think are pretty pricey. But uh before y'all go, make sure to to follow follow me on Twitch and Twitter. Twitter? Twitter? Twitter. Uh at Belpha Gaming. Um obviously follow my second half, Mola, uh M-O-E-L-L-E-U-H on Twitch and Twitter and I believe YouTube. Obviously, our wonderful producer, Sprinty Legs, uh, Sprinty Legs on Twitch, Legs in Discord, Legs on YouTube. Uh, so yeah, with that, that is a close, everyone. Thank you all for listening to this blessed episode. And the next time you hear me, <laughs> it'll be, it'll be for. I have no idea what songs to play for this. Half the game so even have music.